Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back to the No Snooze Podcast. This is the summer series. Dave kicked us off last time. We're all we're talking about mind and money. Naturally, I'm the money guy, which is funny because I'm not really. Uh, I did go to school for finance, so that's one thing. But let me hit you with a disclaimer right off the bat. This is not financial advice. Do not sue us. There's my camera. Do not sue us. Yeah, I was like, where is it? Uh, so today I'm hitting the, I, I'm trying to start with the basics, right? I think a lot of people get tripped up in this one spot, whether it's, you're just trying to get, you know, going in your wealth journey or you're like starting a business or you're trying to do anything productive in form of wealth. Right. And I think a lot of people focus their energy on the wrong thing first, which I did. So the thing that I'm focusing on today is overhead, which will link back to a lot of things, but overhead is the basically your monthly nut, which is a funny way to put it, your monthly expenses that are acting as the gravity to hold you down in the same place financially that you were previously. Does that make sense? Okay. It is overhead. So think above your head, like an overhead press, because I'm huge. Overhead is the financial burden that is above you in expenses to hold you in place and stagger your wealth growth. Got it? Is that in home CV? You like that? Okay. So this, I'm going to reference a personal journey, right? So in the beginning, I love finance and I was learning all these great tactics and things to do with money. But the problem was I had no money, right? So I'm like, all right, well, if I have no money, what do I do? Like I can invest, I can buy this, I can buy that. I want to invest in real estate, I have no money. So what do you have to do? You have to find out how to get money, right? So then I'm like, all right, well, I have some money, but where's it all going? Why can't I save money? Why can't I invest money? So I had to sit down and be like, all right, well, what am I spending money on? What's my overhead? So I literally took out an Excel doc. I don't know if I still have it, I should look. And I listed every monthly expense I had that was draining me dry and I'm like, I'm still living at home. How the hell do I not have any money, right? So it was, uh, you know, going out. That was a big expense. It was, well, uh, let me rewind. It was when I was renting an apartment, but my rent was, I think, eight twenty-five a month. So very nominal. I had a job. I wasn't making too much money, and I wanted to figure out kind of what I was spending on. So it was rent, which was eight fifty. It was like eating out. It was cable, it was the gym, it was the random monthly things that I never used, right? So I'm like, all right, well, I'm at this point in my life where I know I don't want to do this for the rest of my life as far as work, and I want to get into real estate. So how do I make it so that when I get into real estate, my money goes farther, and there's less drag and overhead on me that I can really give myself a shot to be successful, right? So then I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm canceling everything I really don't need. I'm going to go extreme. I'm going to cancel my gym membership. I'm going to cancel cable. I'm going to cancel, uh, you know, going out and having coffee randomly. I'm not going to eat lunch out. I'm literally going to get as low as possible so that if I get one rental done, I can survive, 
right? Because then it frees you up and gives you makes you more light. So like if we're on the I'm on the moon now when my expense is low, I can jump up and there's a little more give versus if you're on Saturn, fact check it. A lot of gravity. It's very hard to break through. You get discouraged. Correct. You know, when I'm on the basketball court, got a lot of overhead. So that's like phase one, right? Then I challenge people to look at what are the necessities. Like I did that for a while and I definitely wasn't as happy. But in the short term, you need to make enough income so that you can outpace your overhead and break basically the gravitational pull and exit the atmosphere. Wealth happens when you exit that initial atmosphere. That initial atmosphere is monthly expenses. There was a stat. I was listening to a a, um, Mind and Money podcast. The Minority Mindset is the guy. And he basically, he gave a stat. He said seven seven out of 10 people live paycheck to paycheck. Okay? Did you know that? I didn't either. He said about three... I think he said three of them, about 50%, three to four, are making $250,000 a year. Okay? So what, if you, everyone thinks like, oh, if I was making two fifty, there's going to be no problem. I'll, I'll save, I'll invest, I'll be rich in four years. So there, that right there shows that you need to be aware of your overhead at every level in your wealth building, Right? Phase one is you got to break that atmosphere and start to compile wealth. And the more cushion you have, the higher you're above that atmosphere, the more chances you can take. If your only cost is $1,000 a month and you're making $6,000 a month, you could take some chances. You can put money into a business. You can uh, take a swing at an investment that maybe is a little more risky but has more upside. It gives you more opportunity to fail. If you're making $6,000 a month, and your expenses are $6,000, $5,000 a month. So you have $1,000 to play with. You have to be a lot more careful, right? So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect I see daily is when people want to do something, they create such a big overhead for themselves, especially in business. Hey, I want to start a restaurant, which I've dealt with a lot of restaurants in the Tell Mike Sent You Show. And a lot of people are like, I just want to get that restaurant. And I'm like, how much money does it take to open a restaurant? And these people are like a million dollars. I'm like a million dollars. You, oh, we'll get investors. We'll get this. We'll get that. I'm like, why not just start selling it out of your house and see if it actually works? What's the overhead to sell it out of your house? Groceries? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be like groceries. I'm like, isn't that way easier to get to like gravitationally than trying to do a million dollar investment and then hope that it works under the stress of a million dollars, right? So that's that's one thing to think about is when you have overhead, yes, you're going to want all these things in life. You're going to want to travel to Italy. You're going to want to do things that cost a lot of money. What I challenge people to do is how can you keep your overhead low so that you can get a little closer to that goal and not put yourself out of the the uh, out of uh, contention right off the bat. So the thought is like, all right, well, is there a way to go to Italy that's inexpensive? Can I go teach English in Italy? Probably, right? But a lot of people don't want to think about that. They want to think, oh, if I had an overhead of $10,000, I can go to Italy. Well, you're just thinking about it wrong. Once you start thinking, how do I keep my overhead low? You get a lot more creative in achieving everything you want to do financially. Does that make sense? Something I feel very strongly in, and this goes with the theme of overhead, 
is just starting stuff, a minimal viable product. It's called an MVP and allowing that to create momentum so that you can build on it. For example, a lot of people want to do these huge investments, right? But you can start the process by putting $50 here, $10 here, $5 here. You can start the action. And if you lose $50, it's probably not the end of the world. But if you're ahead, you're like, listen, I have to invest 10 grand in something. Do you think you're going to be a little more hesitant to invest that initial 10 versus you just start throwing 50 in, another 50, 100, and before you know it, you're at 10. And you're and while you're increasing your investments, you're learning, right? So that's how you get started. I think there is a limit to how little your overhead can be, but that's at least a step to free up some cash so you can get the momentum going and you can break the gravity and the gravitational pull. There are steps once you get past that first atmosphere where you add a kid, you add uh, you know, a wife, you add things that are basically, if you're in an air balloon, are weights on the side. You need them there so you don't float away and you know, you're not grounded, but they make it more difficult. So you have to be aware of lifestyle inflation and basically your overhead growing with you as you expand your life and expand your opportunities, right? So that's one thing this guy is listening. That's why he's staying so close to the wall. He's he's like, I love the 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 mindset. So uh so basically what I challenge people to do is if you wanna build wealth, and I'm not saying I'm any this is just kind of what I did to start. In, decrease your monthly expenses as much as you can without being absolutely miserable. You can be miserable for a little while, but you're not going to stick with it. So get extreme, drop all of your monthlies all the way down, and then start to add in things you really need. For me, I took I canceled the gym, and I figured it out doing it at home. Uh, cable, we canceled. Once Dana got into the picture, came right back because she loves cable. So I'm not saying get rid of all enjoyment in life, but give yourself a little time to break the atmosphere and try to stay ahead of the pull of trying to keep you exactly where you are, which is not a bad thing. But if you're not advancing, especially financially with this crazy market we're in, you're going backwards. Are you going backwards, Dave? You're going forward. I'm never going backwards, Michael. There you go. Uh, Overhead. I think you just spit fire. My gravity, brain. right? Yeah. Overhead gravity connected. Yes. Um, no, well said. Well well explained, man. I'm, uh, I'm sitting here with my mic off. I'm like, damn, this dude, this smart guy. Eh, I don't know if I'm smart, but I, I was forced to think this way because my income is so up and down. Right. So instead of creating monthly expenses, I've had to pay for things so that my, the stress level of getting a deal done doesn't impact my uh, performance in mm. my profession. There's a thing called commission breath that a lot of people have. Yep. When people create these crazy overheads, they have to, it's to some extent pressure is good mm. and it makes you do it. But when you're, when your overhead is investments like life insurance, that's good pressure. That's good overhead. Mm. Uh, that can actually make you propel and get right. stronger, but other overheads not great, but I've been forced to think that way because of my shaky income and the kind of the unknown of the real estate world. Mm-hmm. Two things specifically that I wanted to say during, but I saved obviously to the end. 
I can see how definitely seven out of ten people live paycheck to paycheck. And then I, from experience, can see when you have a salary that doubles, triples, quadruples, and you're still, you know, still in a financial hardship, it's because you're now living to the means of your new salary versus the very wealthy people that will still live like they're making $50,000 versus $250,000. And that's even a major realization for me because, you know, I like the finer things in life, Mm -hmm. but there's so many things that I could personally dial back on. Um, So it's just, it was great to hear. And there gets to a point where you can enjoy those things, but it doesn't affect you as it would if you did it a year ago. Yes. And kind of money and wealth is like a fire. Like you're adding oxygen with uh, time, times like oxygen into a fire. If you don't give it enough time or you, you pull out too much of the oxygen, the fire will go out. But at some point, that fire is blazing so hard, it doesn't matter if you're pulling the log out. So you just got to pull the logs out slower than the fire's going up. Mm. And then my final question would be, was there anything specific? I know you said a PowerPoint that you used. Do you now use Excel doc? Anything? Yeah, 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 Excel doc. I'm sorry. Do you now use anything in terms of technology or an app? Like I know that I've uh, I have experience with Mint. Yeah, Mint's good. Is there something that you use to personally like manage your finances Uh, and look at what you're spending? Because I feel like a lot of people, even myself, you don't realize how much you're spending. So, are there tools that you've used specifically or no? So, just a rule I have is that a I've I do a lot of Excel docs with just seeing what the monthlies are. I haven't been had an, had as much time to really sit down and do it. But once a month when I pay my credit card bill, I don't just pay it. I review it and then see if there's anything I can cut back on. Some months I'm better than others. Um, but typically when we're doing major house renovations and the money is flowing out fast, I'm more aware of what I'm just giving up. And the my trick is that I think about I could have bought another investment with the amount of money I'm spending here. So having like something you believe in, whether it's a stock, um, you know, a retirement fund, a savings fund, if you have something that could it could go better into, it's easier to be stricter on yourself, you know? So uh, to answer your question, yes, but the simplest hack is to not just pay your bills, review, review your bills, mm-hmm. and then at least once a quarter – Every three months, chop out things that you're not using. For me, it was uh, you know QuickBooks. Wow. Until next time, this is your fearless better half, Miguel. Uh, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. Save some goddamn money. That's another Epi in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at no snooze podcast.